0: This is Superior Sports Talk with Reggie Wilson and Luke Inman, part of Locked On Sports, Minnesota. And it starts now. Back at it, back in the lab, Reggie and Luke. Another episode, Superior Sports Talk presented by Locked On Sports, Minnesota. I got Carol Evans' very own Reggie Wilson with me, so life is good. Hump Day, Reg. Vikings training camp a full go. How you feeling?
1: Feeling good, man. I'm ready to get out to Egan and uh, see what they got going on over there.
0: Yeah, plenty to discuss like which Viking has the most pressure during the 2022 season plus ranking the top five Vikings games on the 2022 schedule. It's all coming up on Superior Sports Talk. Remember, follow along on the Locked On Minnesota YouTube channel. Hit that subscribe button and on Twitter, smash the follow button at Locked On M-I-N. All right, to football we go. 48 days. We're getting there. Week one of the NFL season kicks off. And that means training camp is a full go, officially underway for all 32 NFL teams. And not just the rookies. No, no. The veterans have arrived. The full 90-man roster is live and in action. You see them on Instagram all pulling up with their sick new whips. Daniel Hunter's got to have the best, coolest car collection that I've seen of this roster, by the way. Kwesi and KOC took the podium at TCO and Egan yesterday. couple news and notes. First and foremost, outside of Ryan Connolly, the pride of Eden Prairie, Minnesota native, local legend, stand up and shout, and receiver Blake Prohl. Coaches do not expect any other players to arrive on the pup list once everyone has shown up and gone through their medical checks. That's huge, because that means Irv Smith and Andrew Boot Jr., full go, ready to rumble, and even guys like Amir Smith-Marset and Johnny Munt got the green light. We've talked all offseason how vital it was for both these guys to get into the camp. Start this process out on a positive, healthy note. Red Quick thoughts on the importance and impact of having these two guys at full speed for the start of training camp.
1: Yeah, man, it's it's very important. You know, um, it, it's it's interesting because there's so much hype and so much excitement around this team, not just externally but internally. You know, Quasey, Koc, Harrison Smith, um, Dalvin Cook all spoke yesterday, and they were just talking. Mostly about how excited they are to get going. You know, a lot of um, quotes made the rounds when uh, Harrison Smith was asked about being the old guy, the the elder statesman, if you will. But crazy to think he's the longest tenured Viking uh, at this point going into his 11th season. Wow. But, yeah, I know. I know.
0: The and widely so, vet, the crafty vet, Harrison Smith, finally taking yeah. on that role. Incredible.
1: Yeah, he feels like he has uh, plenty left. I mean, he's only thirty three years old. Mm -hmm. So I mean Mm -hmm. that's that's not like terribly old. It's just And safety's a
0: position where you see some guys, if they're elite players, they can play Mm -hmm. well. Not just play, but play well up into their mid to late thirties for sure.
1: Exactly. So I think, you know, I'm I'm looking forward to just seeing how this goes. Quasi was talking about how, you know, Kevin O'Connell is already in like mid season mode with all the things that he's planning and all the adjustments that that he's making as far as, like, game planning and and all of that good stuff. And he was saying, like, you know, as a friend, he's, you know, looking forward to KLC just kind of getting this first opportunity to lead the team and to really kind of put his stamp on things. And you can just tell that, that KLC has kind of come into training camp really no nonsense, you know, not a lot of smiles and giggles and all that. Like, he's ready to go. And so I'm interested to see how that plays out. Talking about Daniil coming back is interesting, man, because he was on a tear last year. It was like, wow, like this is the Daniil that we have come to know last season. And then the the pec uh, injury happened, and it was just like, dang, man, like he was he was humming. Like you know, last year could have been another double digit sack season. I think when it comes to ability. It's all there. The dude is an absolute freak. Like, just get him healthy. As long as he's healthy, I think he's going to be a disruptive force. He's one of the most disruptive forces in all of the NFL. But it's just, man, it's just tough. It's just tough because, you know, he's had the back, a neck, you know, injury, whichever one you want to classify it as, and then, you know, the, the that made him miss you know, pretty much all of that, that 2020 uh, 20 season. And then he comes back last year and, and does the peck. And he's just like, dang, man. And you see so much excitement with Zedarius being on one side and him being on the other. And then them both both being able to just cause, like, havoc Um for opposing offenses and you see like if you're like a psychic you're seeing the future them both meeting at the quarterback you know on any given play and you're just like wow this this could be so exciting but you just have to see them out there man you want to see them out there and you want to see them be able to produce from a health standpoint and that can be scary.
0: KOC was next on the mic, and he mm-hmm. was quick to mention the importance of having Irv and Booth healthy on the roster. He said, We're moving into the competition phase. He's excited mm-hmm. to see this team take shape while still trying to stress the fundamentals and technique. I swear. No two other buzzwords get thrown out more in camp than fundamentals and technique. If you're playing training camp buzzword bingo, those might as well just be free spaces because it's a <laughs> given by any, it's said by coaches and players 38 times a day during this part of the season as we get into practice and training camp. But in all seriousness, this part of the year is huge for people like us in the media and a lot of the fans because it's going to put us in the minds, in the shoes of this coaching staff when it comes to where they have these guys ranked and favored on the depth chart who's got the inside track to start preseason games who's on the second team who's got mm-hmm. the inside track to be the starter week one versus the Packers who's mm-hmm. in those little sub packages those little wrinkles in Ed Donatel's system the other mm-hmm. big note from KOC was about the padded practices he said quote when we're going we gotta go When we put those pads on, it's just not that many opportunities. For our players to feel prepared, there's no other way than to be a full go and compete. So basically, the NFL lets you have 16 full padded practices, right? Well, Coach already came out and said... We're only going to do 11 of them. We're still going to go practice, but when it comes to putting the pads on and going balls to the wall, we're only going to take 11 days instead of 16. But when we go, we go full speed ahead, no messing around, no going three-quarters speed or anything like that. It's 100%. Let's see what everyone's got when we flip that switch on. I thought that was really interesting and a much more fresh approach from, you know, old school 1960s, two-a-days, run sprints until you drop from the summer heat, rub some dirt on it, be a man. What do you think, Reg? You'd like it? Or is coach going a little too soft, sending the wrong message?
1: Yeah, yeah, it's fine. You know, uh, players talked about how grueling those two-a-days were. And -hmm. really, it's like, man, what were they doing? Mm-hmm. in those two days that that really was just gonna set them apart there were teams back in the day that were doing those two days and still losing 13 games right so right. what exactly <laughs> did those two days help you know what I mean so if anything it's just more work that it's putting on the body and these players especially as they get older they don't even care to do a whole lot of that at training camp they're like look I condition my body you know over the summer. Like, I just need a few reps, mental reps, and I'm ready to go. Like, give me some game action in the preseason, and I'm ready to go. Like, this is this is go time. And I think what's, what's tough about it is, like, the more padded practices you have, the more, like, risk for injury that you can have. And this guy is coming in, new job. I'm talking about KOC. Mm-hmm. And, and really wanted to put his stamp on this program and – You know, if you you go all 16 and, you know, maybe by the 14th, 15th, 16th practice, like those guys are gassed and and now all of a sudden when you're fatigued, that's when injuries can happen. That's when we see it happen the most. And now you're losing some of your best players for the start of the season because you just wanted to, you know, we were going to get after it. You know, all 16, we're using all 16. And I think, you know, the smartest coaches know how to push and know how to pull back. And I think – KOC has had a lot of people that he's studied under, whether it's, you know, uh, Coach Gruden in Washington, uh, Shanahan in San Francisco, McVay in Los Angeles. Like he's had guys that he has learned under, you know, even as a player, you know, he's learned um, under several coaches in the NFL. I think he knows what works and what doesn't. And I think he's going to, you know, push this team in the direction that he believes is the best way to put them in a position to succeed come week one. And I, I, I have no problems with that because, look, 11, that's still a lot, man. And he's still, you know, if he says that they're going to go, I believe him. And if he can put together his stamp and and really do what he needs to do to get his install in there for plays and packages and all that stuff and do it in 11 I believe him and then you know when it comes to the the practices before or after those 11 it's going to be the reps the mental reps and you know a lot of this is mental with these guys because they're learning a system that they haven't played in you know for the first time and so I think this is a good thing for him. The, the whole like, oh, he's being too soft, he's being a player's coach. No, no, I think he knows what he's doing.
0: I covered Viking training camp for six years. It's another thing when it's in the dog days of summer. I'm telling you, I was standing out there all day for three weeks straight just standing there as a media mm-hmm. member, and that heat is grueling. You get home by the end of the day, and you're shot let alone these football players practicing going two-a-days, grueling regimens of obviously putting the pads on and going Mm -hmm. balls to the wall like that. It's grueling, man. It's one thing for rookies and young players to start really digesting that playbook and getting out on the field, getting those mental reps, but for these vets especially, you just don't need to put that wear and tear on these guys' body. They already mentally know what they're doing. They know these basic kind of installs, so I'm with you on that. Vikings odds to win it all, by the way, 40-1. to Put your bet down today with bet online bet online your number one source for all your betting needs stats news info bet online makes betting easy Go to betonline.net today to learn more. That's betonline.net, where the game starts. Last one as we wrap up. ESPN came out with a list of 20 players with the most approved Guys like Lamar Jackson with the contract. Makai Becton, he was a top five pick for the Jets, been injured every year. Mm-hmm. Zeke Elliott, Josh McDaniels, new head coach for the Raiders. No Vikings <laughs> on the list, though, so, Reg. But if you had right. to pick one. Who's got the most pressure? It could be a player, a coach, the GM. Who's got the most pressure for this season on this uh, 90-man roster or this coaching staff as we sit here today?
1: The most pressure. You know, I don't know that anyone really has a – like if if you're talking about the most, then maybe it's KOC just because like Mm -hmm. this team is loaded. And a and, lot of
0: expectations, right? Yeah, yeah.
1: And so, and I think he feels that, and I think he he knows that, and he's trying to hit the ground running as hard as he can. Um, and I, 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 you know what? I actually think he's gonna do a good job with this. Like, I think he is. One of the things that I had as a critique on Zach Taylor when I was in Cincinnati is it just seemed to, that he was kind of stubborn. It was just like, look, I'm doing things that I believe in. This is my approach, and, and I believe this is what, you know, gets us to the success that I'm looking for. And, you know, had a lot of guys that, you know, if they opposed him, then maybe maybe they weren't necessarily good for the team. And, look, in year three – It ended up working out. They caught fire and, you know, ended up making that run to the Super Bowl. So in his mind, he's like, look, I trusted my guns and I did what I had to do. What I think is interesting about what KOC did is he brought a lot of guys in with a lot of experience because that to me shows that that is a guy that, you know, although he knows a lot, he doesn't know it all. And I think. When you bring in guys like Ed Donatel, you know, to, to do the defense. I remember when Sean McVay was in Los Angeles, one of his first hires was hiring Wade Phillips, like a guy mm-hmm. that had been a head coach before, a guy that had, you know, uh, arch- he was an architect of a Super Bowl, just menacing defense. You remember what that Broncos defense did to Cam Newton in the Super Bowl several mm-hmm. years ago. Like he had been there, done that, walk the walk, talk the talk. Uh, and and you know just the the legendary you know blood that he had in him as well with Bum Phillips being his dad and all that good stuff, I think that was that was a critical hire for him. And then now when you talk about KOC coming in, and you know he's got you know all these guys coming in, you know guys like like Mike Smith and and Ed Donatel, and you know he's got a got a, a an assistant uh, coach defense as well Mm -hmm. like he's bringing all these guys with all these different you know experience you know he was the coach of the Browns the the head coach of the Browns at one point like he's got some guys that are in there that are going to help him and that seems to signal to me that he's not all in on just my way or the highway type of an approach like he understands that there's still so much that he has to learn and so many guys that he's going to have to lean on because as head coach Your brain is just in a lot of different places, and that just kind of frees him up to to do what maybe he feels like he does best, and so that kind of helps take some of the pressure off a little bit. When it comes to like player pressure, you know, I look at guys like Kirk Cousins, you know, Mm -hmm. again. This offense and this team is going to go as far as he leads them. He needs to take that next step forward to help lead this offense to the levels that Kevin O'Connell thinks that they can achieve. They have all the pieces there. They have all the weapons. Can he get them over the top uh, with that offense so that they can actually win some games and win some meaningful games this year? And then the guy that's snapping the ball to him. You know the the Vikings decided that they were not going to extend the the option to Garrett Bradbury so now he's playing for a new contract and and just playing for his worth trying to prove himself. There's a lot of pressure that goes with that as well. Doesn't necessarily have like the the guys behind him like a like a Mason Cole like he did last year that are going to like, you know, kind of challenge him. Maybe he's got to, you know, he's, what, what right. doing? Looking over his shoulder a little bit. <laughs> Like, th- that's not there. So, like, this is his job. And it's just like, all right, time to put up or shut up. Like, let's see what you can do. But when it comes to pressure, you know, I don't necessarily think it's like that heightened, but. KOC, Cousins, Bradbury. I look at those guys.
0: You could make a strong case for that triangle of authority from Kwasi at the top to his first hire, KOC, as you mentioned, to his pupil, KOC's pupil, Kirk Cousins. Any one of them makes sense, obviously, when you kind of drop down a tier into other kind of specific players. Garrett Bradbury makes sense. I was thinking about Patrick Peterson because he's going to be asked to be the number one corner, and that's a lot of pressure in the NFL in this pass mm-hmm. happy league. You're going to be facing a ton of talent. And we know Patrick Peterson's pedigree. We know the name brand value. But is he still that Patrick Peterson we're used to? We're going to find out here this year. Everybody assumes we're getting the old Patrick Peterson. Right, and I just don't know if that's the case. Eventually, these legs are going to start to wear out a little bit. We'll find out. There you go. A little training camp primer to get some healthy debate going. We want to hear from you. Go comment on the YouTube channel. Let us know what you think. 49 days until week one of the NFL season. Viking training camp officially underway. Rest assured, Reggie, Sam, Ron, and I got you covered every step of the way, every day on Locked On Minnesota Network. Alright, to baseball we go. Twins lost a close one last night in Milwaukee, 7-6 to six in the ninth inning on a sack fly. They dropped a 2-1 to one to start the second half. Worst case scenario with Cleveland and Chicago both getting dubs last night. Buxton Homer to start the game at leadoff with no Luis Arise. Miguel Sano took his first at-bat, I don't know if you saw that, to the warning track, about six feet away from a bomb shot dylan bundy had a tough Mm -hmm. outing four innings seven hits five earned urshela had a three-run bomb he's just two rbis behind buxton which is kind of wild and of course jose miranda added two rbis guy is just on fire quick thoughts takeaways from last night
1: Uh, uh, how about that 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 that's my quick takeaway Uh.
0: (laughs) that's that's what you got in-depth deep analysis
1: so, so here's my thing. Like, I just, they put our favorite guy in there, Duffy, to, to, you know, try to get out of their high leverage situation.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, maybe he, he had a little bit of a break, you know, the all-star break, got a, got a little bit of a reprieve, a little respite, you know, and then it happened. It happened. And look. You can blame him. You you don't have to. Joe Smith comes in, can't protect that one run lead after Urshela hits that bomb. He gives mm-hmm. up an absolute no doubter to Coden Wong,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and ties the game at six. And you're just like, dang man, like, and against teams like the Brewers, you got to put them away if you're going to put them away, because they're a good team. Like they are leading the NL Central for a reason. Like they got they got some dudes over there. And I think when you get a chance to to beat a team like this, you got to do it because this is not a team that is going to roll over. This is not a team that is going to stop fighting. And we saw that last night. And I saw a tweet, and I agree with this. Nobody can look at this, including the Twins upper management. Nobody can look at this team and think that this team is going to go far because of the pitching. No, you're right. We saw Yohan Duran get out of that jam last night. He he was in a jam. And thank God the umpire, you know, was was looking at the ball yeah. like all the way in because he totally crossed up Gary Sanchez on that strikeout call to end mm-hmm. the inning to get out of that bases loaded jam. And it was fine. It was like, okay, cool. Woo. Okay, cool. And then, you know, only for, you know, uh, Joe Smith to come in and and give up that that game tying home run. It's just that whole thing is 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 just no the the Smith that home run happened beforehand. Right. Johan yep. actually helped them keep it at six six. I should say, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. then for them to come in in the ninth inning and then lose that lead. It's just like come on man, like holding on by like paper clips, chewing gum, tissue paper. You know, like that's that's how they're they're holding on by a thread. And if I'm Rocco, I'm just like, what else do I do? Like he's trying out there, but it's just like they need some help with the pitching because a game like last night, that three run bomb from Urshela, like that should have been the the difference. Like that should have been good enough to win the game. All you need is the guys to come in for two, three innings, close it down, and they can't do it. And that is frustrating, man. They have to do something. They have to make a move.
0: That's frustrating. But what's more depressing than frustrating is the fact that Twins fans and the coaching staff, they're just used to it by now. Uh. I hate to say they it but we've just seen it time and time again. And you start the second half out 2-0, and come out on a high note, start fresh, look good, and then here we go. Back to it. It's like copy and paste. We've seen this movie over and over. Mm-hmm. Get trade deadline coming up. I know the Twins want that World Series jewelry. You can too with Blue Nile jewelry. Blue Nile make your moment sparkle with jewelry from BlueNile.com. And Locked On Sports listeners get fifty bucks off purchases of five hundred dollars or more. Use code Locked On. That's called Locked On Plus. Every order, insured, ships-free, and arrives in discreet packaging that won't give away what's inside. Shop stress-free and find your forever peace. Go to BlueNile.com today. Yeah, Twins, quick turnaround in an afternoon game today. First pitch, 110. Today, Chris Archer's on the mound taking on a stud. Corbin Burns, Reggie, and I will be back here tomorrow to break it all down. Alright, time has come. My new favorite segment's here. I'm not putting Reggie on the normal hot seat today with what does it mean, but we are going to rip through our top five rankings instead with the top five most anticipated games on the Vikings 2022 schedule. Let's jump right into it. Vikes have three primetime games, including a game in London. Let's start at number five and work our way down. I'll kick it off. Number five on my list. It's week one. Home opener against the Green Bay Packers. Now, I will say this, Reggie. Normally, this would be a lot higher. If it was later in the season, and obviously they all count the same in the wins and losses column at the end of the year, but not quite the normal buildup we're used to. Still, always one of the best games on the schedule, though, every season. Going to be a lot of fun to see them go blow for blow right at the gate. KOC's very first game versus A-Rodge and Matt LaFleur at home. Place will be absolutely rocking. That's my number five on the list. Reggie, who you got at number five?
1: That was, uh, Stop stop taking my stuff, man. Copy-paste, same five. thing? Really? That I thought you would have that a little higher. Vikings no, it, against the, Packers. I got some plans. I got okay, some plans. Okay, you got
0: some plans. All right. Yeah. All right. So we're all tied up. Number five. All right. Cross that one off both our lists. Number four on the list... We go to week two, back-to-back, back, one and two, starting off the season, bang, bang, because it's prime time in Philly. Something always special about seeing your team, not just on primetime, but on Monday night football. They travel to Philly to break the curse, shake off those nightmares from the 2017 NFC Championship game. Kirk versus Jalen Hurts, under the bright lights. Vikes will be coming off a tough game as we know against the Packers and now travel to Philly on the road outdoors on grass. This is huge for me and this is why this is in my top five number four because Kirk can shake off the haters that say he can't win these primetime games early in the season. This would be huge for him to kind of shake that stereotype this early in the season and give him a little breathing room versus critics and gain a ton of trust and confidence from the fan base with a win here. Reggie, Who's your number four on the list?
1: My number four is the Dallas Cowboys game week 11. I like that. I like so that. So last season was an embarrassment. You talk about that prime time. Like, I don't know what the heck that was last year on prime time Halloween. It was just like, uh, what are we watching here? What are we doing? They let a backup quarterback go in there and game them like that. Like I have no idea what they were doing last year against the Cowboys. Like, There was no way that they should have lost that game with no Dak Prescott playing against them. Like, what the heck even happened? Like, they got to redeem themselves. They're playing against the Cowboys again at home next season, um, November 20th. We'll see if that game gets flexed or not to, to prime time again. But November 20th. Going against the Cowboys got to redeem themselves.
0: Love it. Number three for me at Buffalo to take on the 2022 Super Bowl champions because everybody's already crowned this Bills team the winners in Vegas. Ton of money on the Bills already. Look, it's the toughest game on the schedule. Most talented team they'll face on the road in November. It's going to be cold. It's going to be windy. You're facing one of the most electric young QBs in the league who burned you a few years ago as rookie year. He jumped over Anthony Barr for a first down. Bills came in week two against the Vikings at the bank and absolutely embarrassed them. And, oh, yeah, you're also going to see Stefan Diggs for the first time against his former team. You know he's going to throw the moss hand up all day, be barking for the ball. Throw me the ball, Josh. Vikes will probably be five to six-point underdogs, if not even more, But I'd love to see them verse the best competition because we say it all the time. If you want to be the best, you got to beat the best. I want to know where they're at on this litmus test. A great test for them. A great way to start kind of the second half of their season. Number three, who you got?
1: Number three for me? the New England Patriots on Thanksgiving. You know, it's going to be a quick turnaround because they play the Cowboys four days earlier, Mm -hmm. and then they get the Patriots in prime time on Thanksgiving. And that's going to be a tough matchup going against Belichick. Like, the cool thing about some of these matchups that I'm naming is they're going to be at home. And so they're going to be at U.S. Bank Stadium on Thanksgiving in prime time. Like, if you're going to exercise some demons, like, that'll be a good time to do it because – That Patriots team is going to be much improved. We were just talking yesterday. Mac Jones is not going to have a designated offensive coordinator for this season. That's weird. I don't know how that's that's going to work. But, you know, whoever they're going to have calling plays, God bless them. But Bill Belichick, you always trust in him. And that's a a game that has the potential to get ugly if they don't, you know, do what they're supposed to do. Nobody has time for Kirk Cousins to not show up on primetime. And I think – you know, being that Kirk Cousins is in an offense and playing, playing for a guy who is an offensive-minded guy, I think there are going to be not as many lulls in his mm. performance mm. that you would hope anyway. And I think that's going to help them in that primetime matchup. But that's going to be a big one on Thanksgiving.
0: No, you're absolutely right. Uh, this was my honorable mention number six on my list. Couldn't find a spot for it, but I wanted to on Thanksgiving, as you mentioned. And uh, that short turnaround time scares the heck out of me when you got a coach Man, like Belichick. You but they don't have to he's leave gonna home. Be drawn. So that's no, true. that's huge. That's huge for that road team to no have travel. to travel on short rest. Absolutely love it. Number two for me, cheerio, mate. Pack your bags. We're going to London. Yeah. Fish and chips, some tea and crumpets. Have you met <laughs> the Queen yet, Reg? Week four. Tottenham Hotspur Stadium for the New that Orleans Saints. accent was horrible by <laughs> that. <laughs> That's my Alfred, man. Come on, baby. Rise and grind, Reg. Get your uh, workout in early so you can sit down and catch this one. 8.30 a.m. Vikes 2-0 in London already with wins over Big mm-hmm. Ben and the Steelers and the Browns just a few seasons ago. Hoping to keep the streak alive. I love it. Number two, who you got?
1: Yeah, that's my number two as well. I, I I think they're gonna hope that Jameis is gonna throw them a lot of interceptions that day, you know, and and that's just tough, man. That that eight thirty a.m. is no joke, you know, and you know players have jet lag and you know all that stuff that goes into playing over in London. It's good that they get there you know earlier so they can kind of get acclimated to the field and and get comfortable and all that stuff. I wish I was going to London with them, but you know, maybe next time, but that should be an exciting game, a fun game. Everybody's going to be watching, those who will be up anyway. And it's always fun for me when you can get up in the morning and football is already on and you just got football for the rest of the day. And it's also good for us cuz it's just like, you know, the game is over by the time we get on our shows, we can talk about what happened, we can you know break it all down and so that that's going to be fun i'm looking forward to that game that should be an exciting one over across the pond
0: i don't know what you're talking about that was a great british accent i don't know what you're talking about man crikey You're crazy you're, you're out of your mind number one drum roll please number one on the list week 17 playoff implications on the line. Division title Mm. up for grabs, crossing the border over the river, through the woods we go, Lambeau Field. Now, why I have this road game higher than the home game, you might ask, is because there's something special for me about knowing you can ruin. 81,000 Packer fans day their entire week actually (laughs) by going into their house and stealing a victory taking a dub from them on their home turf you obviously love to get them at home but when you can steal one on the road in Lambeau versus Rodgers and company and put some salt in the mouth of those cheese curd loving Packer fans for me and my money (laughs) nothing sweeter man any given year this is always the one I circle first when are we playing at Lambeau versus the Green Bay Packers this is the one I'm most jacked up about and spoil Packer Country's Day. Reggie, your number one game on the schedule. You're most amped up to about for this 2022 season.
1: Number one, baby. No one circles the wagon like the Buffalo Bills.
0: Yeah, buddy. You're on the yeah, road.
1: Buddy. It's going to be cold. It's in November. Like, this is going to be a tough When you talk about the toughest games on the schedule, this is the toughest oh, that's one it. on the schedule. No doubt. Everybody's picking the Bills to be a, a Super Bowl contender, you know, maybe S- Super Bowl favorite in some people's eyes. Like this is the game. If you're like, okay, look, where are we as a franchise? Where are we as a team? You know, you're you're like three quarters of a way through the season, just about at that point. KLC's like, okay, where am I right now as a head coach? What what are we doing with this team? That's gonna be the the real barometer for them. That's going to be the the test. like, can they compete with this team? Trying to pull down Josh Allen. Harrison Phillips goes from being able to play with him to play against him. You know, you mentioned Stefan Diggs coming back. Uh, well, not coming back, but playing against his old team. He's going to mm-hmm. be juiced up. Like, mm-hmm. this, it, Kirk Cousins is going to have to run from Von Miller. Like, th- that's going to be a tough, tough matchup. Like, and when you look at the Vikings, like, they do have the talent to keep up and compete. But do they have what it takes to beat this team? Like, we just don't know, man. The The, the Bills could mess around and upset the Rams in week one. Like, you just – this team is loaded. They were favored. that close. Yeah, that was, I they think were that favored. close to beating, to beating uh, right. uh, Kansas City last right. year. Like it, right, right. Like, this team is scary. This team is dangerous, and they're only getting better, I think. And that's going to be a tough, tough game for the Vikings. That – to me, is the number one game by far.
0: Number three on my list for a reason. I get it. Litmus test. Where are we at right now? We got all the talent, but where are we at against the NFL's best elite competition? They may be a full touchdown point underdogs by the time they get there. We'll see. The Bills, by the way, they're on the road week one against the Super Bowl champion Rams, and they're favored. So you're wow. telling me that the Super Bowl champions are playing at home week one and are home dogs? That That's crazy. Crazy. That, that just tells you how much money's being thrown on these Buffalo Bills. But there you have it. Fun slate of games, no doubt, to get amped up for in 2022. It all starts in training camp first, though. Reggie's going to be there today. We'll be back tomorrow to share... All his news and notes. That's a wrap today. Back here tomorrow, breaking down more Vikings, twins, plenty more. Remember, like, rate, review, and subscribe to the YouTube channel and join us every day for another episode covering all the biggest topics in Minnesota sports. He's Reggie Wilson. Follow him on Twitter, at Reggie Wilson TV and on CARE11. I'm Luke Immen on Twitter, at Luke underscore Spinman. Tune in tomorrow to Superior Sports Talk, part of Locked On Sports Minnesota. For Reggie, I'm Luke. Until tomorrow signing out.
1: Be blessed. Spread love today.
0: This is Superior Sports Talk with Reggie Wilson and Luke Inman, part of Locked On Sports Minnesota.